following is a recording of the Just Desserts Mystery Fiction Discussion Group meeting from October 25th, 2018. The October meeting of this group is traditionally an opportunity to revisit a classic old mystery author. This month, the group members discuss the Nero Wolfe novels by Rex Stout. This meeting was held at the South Branch Library in an open public area, and there is occasional background noise of traffic and other discussions taking place. Okay, this is Just Desserts Mystery Book Group. This is October 25th, our last meeting for the year. And this meeting, we all read one title for the Rexed Out series, uh, Nero Wolf and Archie Goodwin. We each read a separate book. Rex Stout was born December 1st, 1886 and died October 27th, 1975. There are 33 novels and 39 novellas of the series and he wrote them between 1934 and 75 and they're still holding. Uh, in 1959 he received the Mystery Writers of America's Grand Master Award. As he was growing up he was pretty well considered a genius. He uh, read the Bible four times, no twice, by the time he was four, and he was the state spelling bee champion at age 13. He attended Topeka High School, Kansas, and the University of Kansas at Lawrence, and he served in the Navy from 1906 to 1908, including service as a yeoman on Theodore Roosevelt's presidential yacht, which I had not known before. He invented a school banking system in 1916 that 400 U.S. schools adopted, and this is what provided him with an income that allowed him to really sit back then and be able to write his Nero Wolf novels. Hmm. Okay, so let's start, let's go this way. If you'll just give your name and what book you read. I'm Vera, and I didn't uh, read a book for tonight because Nero Wolf were the first mysteries that I read um, when I was in high school. That I uh, graduated in my mind from the children's area and I snuck into the uh, adult area and the first book I picked up was Nero Wolf. I only remembered that he ate a lot and um, <laughs> he never seemed to move out of his apartment. I didn't find him funny at the time. I don't know whether I didn't perceive the humor, but so um, there are lots of books to read and I just didn't want to read any more Nero Wolf. <laughs> uh, my name is Cindy Maley and the book I chose by Rex Stout is in t was titled Too Many Cooks. And this book was published in 1938 and it was the story of 15 master chefs that meet every five years at the home grounds of the oldest member. And Nero Wolf is a guest of the chefs and he's going to be there to make a speech. And I enjoyed the book. Um, I liked the mystery part, but I didn't get any backstory on Nero Wolf. And so I was, you know, puzzled as to why he had an incredibly loyal staff, why he was afraid of train travel. Uh, why they thought he was a genius detective. None of this was addressed in the book, and I don't know if it was ever, you know, if it was just addressed in the very first book. This must have been four years after he started writing the Nero Wolf mysteries. So I guess unless I could figure out all that, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't think I would 
pick up another one until I could find out what what the heck Nero Wolf is all about or who he's about. <laughs> really? Oh, you're kidding. Well, that, oh, well, then, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. either. Then. I think there are maybe some books with a few hints of his background. And really? So that's part of the mystery? He's a mystery. Yeah. the mystery. <laughs> no, it was a, the, the Too Many Cooks book had a good mystery in it. Um, I'm Sharon Bennett, and I wrote, read Might As Well Be Dead, uh, written in 1956. I surprised myself, and I actually really did like the book. Oftentimes I find a book that's that old is too chauvinistic or too old-fashioned, that there's too many things about it that were just, you know, done in 1956 that would bother me, but I didn't find that to be true. It's a story of a wealthy Nebraska businessman who is looking for his son in New York City, and he comes to Nero Wolf to try to help find his son. He and his son had had a falling out, and the father finds out that he kind of disowned his son wrongly, that he had, had accused his son of committing a crime. We never find out what that crime is, stealing from the business, presumably, but he didn't do it. And so now he wants to find his son and make amends, and so he comes to Nero Wolf to find his son. Well, Eventually, we find out that the son has changed his name and is on trial for murder. And so the mystery, it's a kind of a dual mystery. They have to find the son, find out what's happened to him, and then also solve the murder mystery that he's being tried for. So actually, I really did enjoy it, and I probably will pick up another book and read it. it like Cindy said, you don't really find out much about Nero Wolf, but I liked all the other characters as well, and, and I did like the mystery. I thought it was good. Uh, I'm Tram, and I read about six or seven Nero Wolf books. Um, they're kind of uneven. <laughs> some of them I really liked, and some of them I didn't. The one I liked, um, one of them was uh, called The Golden Spiders. as a woman who had uh, looked like spiders dipped in gold wearing earrings. And she's uh, involved in some sort of a murder mystery that involved a little boy who got ran over. And um, Nero Wolf, who doesn't like to help anybody unless they have a lot of money, <laughs> ends up helping this little boy's family, I guess, because he's, he's dead. So um, it's a little kind of unusual for him, and it was interesting. So I like that better than some of the other ones that I thought were kind of contrived. Well, I'm Donna, and I had not read Nero Wolf before, and I picked up his uh, first book, uh, Fur de Lance. In answer to Cindy's comments, you really don't learn much about his backstory. He, the book opens, and he's already this genius detective who never leaves his apartment and has Archie and his other employees do all his legwork. Well, in this book, the, um, a man is, dies on the golf course. And at first, the authorities think that, it's a, uh, that he died of natural causes, but then Nero Wolf says no, and then they do find out that he, how he was killed, and Nero Wolf has to figure out who actually killed him. I really found the book rather tedious, and I'll probably never read another one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeanette, and I read Fort to Go by Nero Wolf. It was published in 1958, and it is four novellas in one book, and each one has a little bit of a, a different flair and a little bit of a different setting, but Nero does get out of his, his house and goes out to Long Island in one of them. Um, in another one, he goes to an office party. Um, 
so you get to find out a, a little bit about him, but you find out that he does have this fear of driving, and the only person he lets drive is his able assistant, Archie, who seems to know him fairly well, and Archie's the one that does all the describing of Nero Wolf, his behaviors, his mannerisms, and uh, what have you. What I didn't like about the books is that they were a little bit sexist. You know, the women all seem kind of weak. Not ditzy, it's they, they all played these assistants. They were the secretary. Um, they could have been a very smart and capable secretary and basically ran the business, but they were the secretary, not the boss. Uh, they were supposed to be more interested in their clothes or what have you, as opposed to, as opposed to uh, actual business and activities. Um, and I didn't care for how the men talked about the women in the book. But then I thought to myself, being a product of the 60s and 70s, that a lot has changed, and that was the mentality back in 1958. So it made me appreciate what our society has evolved to for women and women's rights. So I, I liked it. A little bit of a twist with the mysteries, but I enjoyed them. My name's Mary, and I read The League of Frightened Men, and I picked it because it was one of his early books, but I also picked it because the story revolved around a character who had been hazed in college. And I thought, isn't that interesting? This one is written in 1935, and in 1935, hazing of students was a problem, <coughs> enough that it was addressed in mysteries, and it still is a problem today. I thought that was rather interesting. Anyway, there is a gentleman <clears throat> who was injured in an accident. His name is Paul Chapin. And uh, he, is, he is accused of murdering two people. And uh, also there is another gentleman who is missing. And this gentleman's uh, uh, niece hires Nero Wolf to find her uncle who is missing. And they all blame it on Paul Chapin. They are all sure that he is the person that's done it and that he is vindictive and he's punishing them and he's punished them all these years because they have supported him all these years because of his disability. Even though he's making his own living, they have continued to support him. And they're, and they're thinking that he's going to now kill them all off one by one. Interesting story. Very interesting story. Uh, the women characters are almost non-existent because there's such a, a huge cast of male characters in all these men that were part of this fraternity that this happened in. Uh, the women are just the wives and they appear occasionally with a husband for some questioning or something, but they're not primary characters. Very interesting way, the way, the way Nero finds to solve the case. I think probably that's the best part about the book is how he figures out how to solve this case. So I enjoyed the book. I read a lot of Nero Wolf when I was younger and hadn't read this book. I probably won't pick up another one, but I was happy to find one that I could read for the book club that I was kind of interested in, you know? Hi, my name is Barb, and I read two Nero Wolfs that came in one book, so I read both of them. The first one is The Rubber Band, and it's about this hundred or a million dollar debt that's owed and it starts in Wyoming and it ends up in New York City and Nero Wolf solves the mystery of who owes who and who is actually the one who is killing off and swindling people and whatever. And the other one is the Red Box 
and it's murder by chocolate. This person, person gets a box of chocolates and they snitch one from the box thinking nobody will notice, well, it's poisoned and they die. But this one, both these stories had strong female characters in them. Hmm. And Nero treated him very well. He he was mad at the men mostly because they made him live his apartment in the bread box. But um, I liked it. And picking this up was I love the character of Archie. He just I just he's just my favorite character in it. And it felt like coming home because I like you. I had read them <laughs> when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm gonna try finding the others because these are the third and fourth story. Oh. Hi, I'm Joanne, and I read two of them. I have read him before, and all I have learned about him is that he's very heavy. He loves to eat gourmet food. Uh, He needs Archie to help him get out of bed, get dressed. He loves orchids. Mm -hmm. And he really stays in his apartment most of the time. That's where he's most comfortable. The first one I read was A Right to Die. Mr. Whipple is a black man, and he objects to his his son's fiance. Her skin is too light. And Nero Wolf reluctantly agrees to dig up dirt on her, to, to dig up dirt on this do, do-gooding heiress. But legman Archie Godwin doesn't get far before the girl is found bludgeoned to death in a Harlem tenement. Mm. And young Duncan Whipple, this is the son who was engaged to her, is uh, arrested for the crime. Archie brings around everyone the couple knew and in in a case tinged by prejudices of black and white, Wolf looks penetratingly at motive and means to find the murderer. And at one point, diphthongs, which doesn't mean anything to you if you didn't teach first grade like I did, (laughs) but we teach diphthongs, and that enters into the search. I thought that was interesting. The other one I read is one that you've already heard about, and that was the Too Many Cooks. It was written in the 30s, and Stout is not politically correct in his mention of blacks or other ethnic groups. But I liked them both. I'm Joan, and I read Might As Well Be Dead, like Sharon did, and she gave a good summary of it, so I don't have anything to add. I really like Archie. I I think he's quite a character, and I would read more. Uh, I'm Liz, and I read uh, The Silent Speaker, and I really enjoyed the book that I read. I enjoyed the give and take between Archie and between Nero. And I have to admit to also having been a viewer of the television series that starred Timothy Hutton as Archie, and I can't think of the name of the person who was uh, Nero Wolf. I know who it is, but I can't think of it. But I, I admit that colored my thinking about how I visualized those people all the time. It really made it easy to see them and view how they interacted with each other. But I'd willingly read other of these books. I liked them. I'm with Liz. I plan on reading some more <laughs> Nero Wolf. I saw him as a kind of a Sherlock Holmes type character where you don't like necessarily like him as a person, but you like the stories that revolve around him. Um, I read Black Orchids, which I picked, and it was in Liz's book too, as we work in horticulture. So that was all about Nero's orchid collection. And he ventures out of his house. There's a flower show, 
and there are these three super rare, the only ones of their kind, black orchids. And there's a murder at the flower show, and Archie's involved. He's, I don't know how you guys feel about spoilers, but Archie <laughs> accidentally pulls the trigger. And it's like this whole story, so Archie's suspected, and there's a big twist at the end, and I thought it was really fun. The female characters were not very strong. They were you know, hysterical and fainting and whatever, but other than that, considering when it was written, I really enjoyed it. I'm Linda, and I read um, The Rubber Band, the same as Barb did, and it's, it's um, copyright is 1936, so it's early on, but I thought that was interesting when you said that you, uh, your, the way you visualize them is colored by having watched them on TV. I think they did old movies of them, too, in black and white. I remember watching those. I like Turner Classic Movies, and, you know, as I started reading it, I started seeing the movie. <laughs> It was kind of different. I like Nero Wolf. I pick him up whenever. I just want to read something. It's easy. I don't have to think about it too much. I don't care if there's any positive role models. It's just a, it's just a story, you know. It's just for fun. It's not, you know, anything going to go down in history. So that's all I got. I'm Carolyn, and I read Gambit, and I had not read... Um, and Rex Stout before, so this was totally new to me. And I'm just going to read the little blurb we had. Jaron is a men mental freak, a man capable of successfully playing a dozen simultaneous chess games against first-rate players while he himself is out of sight of any of the boards. So that was key in the story because he had people, four runners, going back and forth um, with his move and, and his opponent's move and he wasn't looking at the other boards. And it is while thus engaged that he is killed. A millionaire, his opponent in more realms than chess, is accused, and Nero Wolf is given what appears to be the most hopeless case he and Archie Goodwin have ever tackled. You wouldn't expect a very public murder in a very private chess club, but that's what happens when someone stirs up an arsenic cocktail for one of the members. Police have a suspect, but his daughter knows he's a pawn. She calls on Nero Wolf, who checkmates the cops, as well as the killer. This one was written in 1962, so it's one of his later ones. And I found that, I think her name was Susie or Sally, the daughter of the millionaire who's accused, comes to uh, Nero Wolf, wanting to hire him to get her dad off the, um, um, out, of, out of jail, because she says he is innocent. And so she was a stronger character. And Archie um, dares to bring her to the house and give her a safe place to stay because uh, she and her mother did not agree. And uh, there were some other characters in there kind of siding with her mother. And so Archie didn't feel it was like a, a good place for her to be. So he says, come home with me. And, and they Hauser. So she was, she was a stronger character in, in a lot of ways in the story. And um, Archie does all the legwork. To me, he does about 98% of the brain work. <laughs> and um, Wolf just kind of sits there and, and plays with his orchids and eats and, and calls people in to see him rather than him going out to see them. It was good. 
I would read a, another one. I said it's an airplane book, something I would take with me for a light, quick read. My name is Don, and I tried to read the same one that Donna did, called Fur de Lance. I trudged through 40 boring, meaningless pages of grief. <laughs> the writing was soft boring. In fact, the first chapter was so boring. How boring was it? My hand fell asleep turning the pages. This is Kathy Talon, and I also got the two-in-one book that a couple other people have uh, read, The Rubber Band and the Red Box, which are like, I think, uh, the third and fourth in the series. And I did like The Rubber Band, which is a group of young people in Wyoming way back when, led by a guy whose nickname is Rubber, and so they called themselves The Rubber Band. And they save somebody from being hanged for something he didn't do, and he promises them like a tenth of his family fortune should he inherit. Well, fast forward, and the daughter of one of the original gang, her father's dead, and she has figured out uh, from letters from her father to her mother about what happened. And she's trying to get some of these people together and figure out who this guy they saved was and come to New York. They've identified him. He is a very wealthy man. And then people start dying. Uh, Nero Wolf, I think, does have a deep-seated fear of women, particularly if they cry or, or as he said in other times, smelly women. <laughs> can't, can't abide yeah. smelly women, you know. Hope he's referring to perfume. <laughs> and uh, generally, I do like it. I do recommend you see the TV show. I think they've got the DVDs or did at the library. Everyone it's very colorful, a lot of style, and I really did like the TV series, uh, and with a lot of humor in, in it, too. Uh, but I liked... Uh, I like Rex Stout. Um, I'm Charlotte. Um, I enjoy this series. I own all of them. I have read every single one of them. My grandfather introduced me to them. For, with Because of him, he, well, he owned, uh, had the 007, the Saint. Um, I met Ellery Queen and Nero Wolf, thanks to my grandfather. And he had a few books in, in, of, of all of them. And in fact, this was Grandpa's. I read A Family Affair. It's the final book that he wrote. I recommend you read the others first and work your way through the series uh, because it, you meet all the other operatives every once in a while. There was too much work to do and Archie couldn't do it all or they had to watch somebody 24-7 mm -hmm. so there were other guys they'd call in and there were these regulars and Saul Archie. Saul Panzer. Yep. Yes, I love Saul. But there was one guy I did not like and well, you weren't supposed to. But in this book, um, right, Nero Wolf just doesn't leave his place. The only reason he does detective work is so he can afford to do his orchids and to have the gourmet cook. And he just wants to stay home. There are just a few books where he ventures out. But he does venture out, I don't remember, I think it was monthly, to his favorite restaurant, Rusterman's. And his, in this book, his favorite waiter has been murdered. And so he's going to investigate, and the, uh, all the other operatives have been called in to assist as well, including the one I can't stand. Well, I really like this because that guy gets his comeuppance, but it was also one of these where you go, oh my gosh, it was this guy! <laughs> <clears throat>
and also, you know, it was the, the final book in the series, and I really enjoyed this and the entire series. But yes, there were some stinkers and some that were really good, but for the most part, I enjoyed the entire series. Um, that is it for tonight's meeting of Just Desserts. Our next meeting will be January 31st, where we are going to read any of the eight volumes in the Vera Stanhope series by Ann Cleves. Uh, and so we'll see you all then. Mm -hmm.